Hey, what's the most what's the most money y'all ever spent on a woman before? Like like not like tricking or like oh, or like something that you ain't getting in return. Like like not a not a dollar amount, but you ever spend a significant amount of uh, money on women and uh didn't feel like you got your return on the investment? Mm, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I can't really not, think no that. without a return on investment. Man. I had a summer where I dated a vegan and that shit was expensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny as hell. I can imagine that being expensive. Man, talk about it. She had a nasty ass attitude too. (laughs) Organic, organic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, because vegans is a way different than uh, a vegetarian. You can kind of cheat with a vegetarian. Yeah. No, I said it was expensive as hell. He said he was that slutty vegan several times. (laughs) Yeah, man. No, that's so funny. No, motherfucker want to get feisty at Subway with the Subway lady. Uh, <laughs> make the veggie sandwich the right way. Right. right. Is this gluten-free bread? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. It's that shit right here. Mm-hmm. I had to take it back. I know y'all on y'all way to work. Wake up. <laughs> it's Monday morning. Get busy. Like when them female R&B groups worshiping niggas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> SWV especially. Uh-huh. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> you want a woman to tell you about yourself, you just an SWV. <laughs> That's a fact. Before you had to buy a burger. Facts. Free burger. Yeah. I'm about to go to a brunch. You in the right spot for it. <laughs> and they gonna have this on too. <laughs> Out of dance, oh God! This is back when women. Real. This is back when women liked you for your personality. Check. She made. Excuse me. Now get into these lyrics. Shipping sticky lately. Nikki Heat and Nikki Baby. I was Nikki crazy. Had dreams of Minaj and both, but they've been missing lately. I'm off the liquor, so I'm different, maybe. Listen, baby, I drove a list of crazy. These bitches hate me. Shout out to Gail, she forever real. You ever feel like you need me, then you know the deal. I know she never will, and I respect her still. She saw the wave and kept it real before my record deal. But now I'm sitting cell. Yeah, I'm sitting cell. Starborn, starboard in this wretched hell. My life is extra real. My film gon' need some extra reels. Robin went and got a Batmobile. Oh yeah, the come up is real. But so is the come down. Yeah, I get the chills every time that you come around. I be in my feels every time that you come around. Don't know how to feel anytime that you come around. The come up is real. But so is the come down. Yeah. Listeners, we bake. 
with another episode of Unlabeled the Podcast. I got my good brother Kendall in the building. How you feeling this week, brother? What's going on? What's going on? Happy Sunday or Monday? Yeah, Monday. Yeah, yeah. We got we gonna get y'all started right this week. From now on, every Monday we gonna let y'all uh, listen to these tracks and uh, and vibe. You know what I'm saying on your way to work because this drop every Sunday, every Monday. I'm sorry, at 7 a.m. If y'all ain't aware. So uh, we record on Sundays, but this drop every Monday at 7 a.m. So just so the listeners is aware. And also, I got my good friend, Kendall, uh, Tristan. Tristan, Kendall again. What's up, bro? <laughs> How you doing, brother? <laughs> How y'all doing? I'm good, man. Yes. Yeah. You, you blessed today? Mm-hmm. Good yeah. iced coffee. Mm-hmm. Good iced coffee? 12.42. <laughs> <laughs> you always got a vibe over there, man. What candle you got today? Mm. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Positive vibes. Uh-huh. From Marshalls. From Marshalls. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, hey, Kendall, he's also a candle whore like Justin. Man, you got to set that vibe right. Oh, yeah. I ain't I mad see. Uh-huh. Look good. Uh, smell good. Get good results. Subjective. You said what? <laughs> Subjective. Subjective. Depending on the audience. Yeah, depending on all the audience. All the, depending on the audience. <laughs> Get them in a monogamous. So, so yeah, yeah. Did it did it go did it go well with the vegan? The, the looking good and smelling good. No, we back to eating turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else. Yeah. <laughs> no, you a fool. Hey man, so uh, uh, continuing on that same vein of uh, um, of culture that we was on last week, um, we, we speaking about. Uh, um, Teaching your sons, man, like and being more intentional with uh, with what we teach our sons. Have you, uh, uh, Tristan? I know you still got it. your son is very young right now. Yeah. But uh, um, are, are, have you been working towards teaching him how to do things like uh, tie tie, like you know how putting them on hard bottoms and things like that? Have you started working on that yet? No, I can barely teach him how to sit at the table and <laughs> eat his food. <laughs> but um, I got a little brother, man. You know, my little brother is what seven, mm-hmm. eight. Seven. Mm-hmm. So those are things that uh, we're trying to teach him now. Shit, try, how to tie a shoe in general, how to tie anything, because mm-hmm. um, he's at the age where he need to get those more developmental skills of how to be a man mm-hmm. or get man skills, I should say. Yeah. Um, but with my son, that's something that we talked about it. We're going to lean toward more so, you know what I'm saying? Taking them out to eat, trying to teach them proper etiquette, proper manners, because a lot of it is lost. It's a lost art yeah. of how to be a gentleman and how to be a man, per se. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's ideal is um, different about how to be a man, but the general consensus, I think we lean toward the main, the same things, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, and because you, you brought up a real good point last week during our conversation. We were talking about uh, you attending your grandfather's funeral, and you uh, mm-hmm. was, was talking about um, you, you feeling it necessary for you to have a, a what do you say, a black suit, a gray suit? How did you put that? Because, look, man, everything's gotten relaxed. It piggybacks to the conversation that you had the other week about uh, people being in the airport and not wearing, uh, or you would see people overseas wearing slacks and hard bottles, button down ties or whatever at the airport. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you go to a funeral, people are wearing jeans or uh, casual wear or just something. I'm going to put on some khakis and a polo shirt and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Um my grandfather was in the service. Um, he's a he's a uh, Purple Heart veteran, mm-hmm. and I would feel like I would be doing him a disjustice if I didn't wear, 
you know, a nice uh, suit with a tie. Mm-hmm. And there were people there that didn't have that type of attire on and felt that it was okay. And I felt that that was weird to honor someone that we so we love dearly to stoop as low as to not wear or present yourself um, in, in a higher manner mm-hmm. than what he would expect. My, my, my grandfather was also a pastor. So you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Every, a majority of Wednesdays, uh, this is, uh, Sundays, he's in a suit. Mm-hmm. You know, any other day, if he's at the church, he's not going down and just casual where he's usually dressed nice and present himself well. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely. I, when I went to, and and I hate to say it, bring up another funeral. You know what I'm saying? But that's hard. That's that's this is another thing we culturally I feel like we need to stop and that we need to remedy is because nine times out of ten, the only time you get black people together is when it's for a funeral or a wedding. But mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, it's for a funeral. And uh, yeah. and when I went to my nephew's funeral. Uh, it was the same instance. Like, you know, I'm there, uh, uh, tie on, uh, slacks, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, people was coming in with uh, jeans and sagging and sweats and all type of stuff. And uh, uh, just like a total lack of decorum, you know what I mean? Especially when you're coming to honor somebody's legacy in life and in and, and, and their past. And, you know, uh, it ain't time for self-mastery. It's time for you to actually show your love and respect for that person. And like you said, I believe that's uh, lost in our culture as well. Um, Kendall, I, you know what? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you good. You good. Go ahead. You know what's crazy, and I might offend some people, but fuck it. When did we? Uh, when did the t-shirt um, phase come in at the funeral where you throw somebody on a t-shirt and we all gonna wear all one color in the t-shirt? Like when did that happen? I, I, I'm just I, asking. I have no clue, man. I tell I tell I tell everybody, don't put me in them ghetto ass clouds when I pass. <laughs> if you put my face on the shirt, I swear to God, I'm hunting you, fam. <laughs> like, don't, don't put my face on no damn t shirt, man. Like, who I, the fuck want to walk around with a dead person on a t shirt? Nah, that's I don't know, crazy man. That, that, that shit has always been weird and awkward to me. And I'm sorry if we offended you and you've done it before. Hopefully, you don't do it no more. <laughs> that's kind of that's actually kind of how I feel about the cross. About the cross? Mm-hmm. About uh, yeah, a, a crucifix. You got like the one with Jesus on it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way because I because we got this. I'm fine. I mean, I get it if you want to have a cross on it, but like the one with Jesus on it, like I just yeah, that, like yeah. that look weird to me. Well, well, who, well, <laughs> yeah. well, who is who is Jesus in the first place? Who is that depiction? Of well, Jesus? I mean, I'm not. I ain't going to that. I'm just saying. It, <laughs> I'm just saying in terms of if you if you have Brother your Jerome. Lord and Savior on your neck, uh-huh. I don't think you should have him hanging from the cross. That's what, that's Brother Jerome. Jerome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Jerome going to another level. So well, that's I, fine. I, 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 we can go there too, but I just meant as far as we can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really trying to go there right now, but, uh, but no, I, I, I feel you. I just, I ain't walking around with no human sacrifice on my, uh, on my necklace yeah. either. I never was a, a big on a crucifix or, or whatnot either. So, mm-hmm. I, I want, I 100 feel you. Um, yeah. uh, y'all got any particular plans? First of all, we got Juneteenth is, is it a week away? Yeah, Juneteenth yeah. is a week away. So uh, we talked about last week about being intentional with it, uh, and and y'all said y'all plan on being intentional with y'all Juneteenth, correct? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm actually gonna be in a couple events too next week, so mm-hmm. um, that's gonna be pretty cool. So yeah. we're gonna be um, speaking with, um, um, who is it? Um, John Roberts, I think his name was. He was a former ESPN uh, executive for. Um, he pretty much started the SWAC and the uh, ne- the NEAC, um conference. Okay. Uh, the football tournament. Okay. Um, so we're gonna be speaking with him, and uh, I mean, he's got he's like. He's like, you know, 100 man, most important men of Atlanta. And he's like got all these awards. So he's, I mean, he's been, he's been like integral, super integral into the community. So I'm definitely looking forward to speaking with him. Um, I'm just introducing them. Of course, I'm not really hosting it, but mm-hmm. um, that's, I'm, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to that. And then um, the weekend I'll be back home. So. 
Okay, that's what's up. Oh. And, and Tristan, you got you got any plans for uh, a local here in Texas? Yeah, I think they got a couple of uh, events going on at Colleen that I might pop up at. But for the most, we probably just do something at the crib, cook, mm-hmm. you know, chill out. Yeah. Treat, it, treat it like the fourth, but, you mm-hmm. know. And what you want? Not the whole. Oh, go, you go ahead, my bad. Not firecrackers and all that shit, but yeah, yeah. Other than that, barbecue stuff like that. Okay, that's what's up. And uh, I know Father's Day is approaching us as well. What do you want for Father's Day, Tristan? Because hopefully your significant other is listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> what I want versus what I'm gonna get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll say what you want. I ask what you're gonna get because I know what I'm gonna get. So <laughs> what you want? <laughs> Some fucking respect. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> If I can get that, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. Hey, I told, <laughs> Some good treatment. Yeah, hey, listen, bro. I told Mo, I, I told everybody. I said, listen, I want to relax. I want to sit in my drawers all day. I don't want to do a fucking thing. I don't want to open no presents. I don't want to eat. I don't want to go nowhere. I want to sit in my drawers and play Xbox. I don't want to do nothing. <laughs> that sounds like a hell of a father. Yeah, man. that's that's all I want, man. Like just that one day out of the year, just let me relax, man. Respect is yeah. absolutely hysterical as well. Kendall, I know you don't yeah. have these problems, so we're just going to address you with <laughs> I'm just listening, man. I'm just here to listen and taking it in. And my and I, my heart goes out to you, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can get some respect and not have to spend money. Oh, man. <laughs> that is hysterical. Hey, man. Amazing. But, oh, go ahead. What say, Tristan? No, I just said that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be amazing. Hey, we got yeah. a, uh, a very special guest waiting in the wings that I've been waiting to introduce. Uh, so let me go ahead and uh, let me cue this up right quick. And then I'm going to introduce y'all to him. Put your lighters up. (laughs) Hey, man, you might as well. You can talk over that. This is your intro, brother. Yeah, man. Some beginnings right here. Mm Mm-hmm. They telling me the future's been arranged. I'ma let this rock for a little bit. I'm walking in the rain. You promised me to call when I'm away. But I lay and I wait. I could never live behind a lie. I think I sense a hint of truth behind your side. Remember once upon a time I was alive. While the world keeps turning, 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 I be hurting like I'm burning. Don't let the lights go out. You know the lights never shine this bright in the city. You know the lights never shine this bright in the city. Man, I fell asleep and can't wake up, name lit, light shining, and I had them glowing out of Hollywood until I left the city, now the lights crying, in reality, I'm a fallacy, but in my sleep, I'm more like Zion, life on the line like a firefighter, with the flow so wet, I can fight a fire, I'm the sire, chip on the shoulder and go to crown the top, my attire, rhyme aside with a prophetic tone, because I think with the mind of Mayans, higher, higher, I get higher, think he flyer, liar, liar, scribble a stanza to inspire Maya, I bet I'll die before I retire, and I wish I could define time, then find time, then I'm gonna pause it right there. <laughs> he was going crazy, so I'm gonna let I'm gonna go ahead and introduce you. This is my this is my good brother. Feel it, feel it. Right, right. My good brother, Navelle Veracosta, brother. How you feeling today, brother? 
I'm feeling excellent, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. Man, listen, I have to give you the utmost respect because this has been this is somebody that's been a friend of mine for years. Uh, somebody who family I respect. His father always came through, dropped Jews on me. Um, listen, man, I, I love his brother dearly, and um, and I just had to had to showcase a little of his work. Um, me and him got a long story history. We made history together. We done a lot of things together in the past, um, and uh, I. I just want to have him on the show because we want to welcome to the Unlabeled family because we got something very special planned for y'all in the future. And uh, um, I, but I'll, I'll I'll stop and I'll let him introduce himself. Navelle, you can go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. Yeah, yeah. man, you are you already done gave the greatest intro ever, but you know mm -hmm. it's the one and only Bear Culture Eleven, man, Navelle Bear Culture. You know, uh, you know I'm a man of many different traits and, and talents and attributes, but you know I'm mostly known for doing the music and whatnot, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a this is a wonderful opportunity through uh, the Unlabeled podcast and this whole platform that my brothers opened up. So I'm very much looking forward to having these discourses with with, with black men. You know what I'm saying? And getting our ideas and positivity out there, man, and just transitioning to this new platform. So yeah, well, yeah, 100 percent, cool. exactly. So yeah, like let's say y'all, like you've been working with us for a minute. Hey man, yeah, we in, there. we in there. Like he said, we've been doing this for. For a long time, man. We used to sit <laughs> kick it back and forth for hours, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Right around South Korea and my Daewoo Laganza <laughs> chopping yeah. it up. Different ideologies, you know, different things, oh, man. Yeah, but that, the Laganza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been well, we've been building for years, man. Like like it said, we've always had these these conversations. So I definitely had to welcome on on the platform, man. And uh um like I said, he, he's been, he's been, yeah, he's, he's a very well brother. He's been a recording artist for a while. Um, I, I introduced y'all with Astro Hour because that song had a lot of meaning to him because that was one of the songs that he recorded uh, when we, when we actually over in Korea. And uh, it was kind of a, a love song to uh, Los Angeles. And, um, yeah. and we, and, we, and I have roots in Los Angeles as well. So uh, yeah. we, we definitely vibed over that. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, um, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy to have you here, brother. And uh, we, Thank you, said, man. We, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we can, we can go ahead and get into some of these topics too. Um, one of the, uh, one of the things that I really want to uh, touch on because Navelle, you're your father and you're a man who's married now. <laughs> Trista can relate. Um, yeah. uh, being a, a bigger picture man, I know, I know I know a lot of issues and a lot of debates that I've had with my significant other uh, in the past has always been about um, us not me not focusing on the small stuff, you know, simple things like uh, 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 when you know when I come home, I might have a little attitude because I've been out here fighting in the world and you know in this in this white man world and dealing with my my personal stresses, <laughs> and then I got to come home and 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 find time to enjoy my family and spend time with my significant other. But she don't really understand that as a man, my focus is on put, getting us to a, a, a different level or either maintaining the level that we have currently. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um and and it always been kind of like we always seem to kind of butt heads uh, here and there um can y'all speak to that a little bit as far as like what are some of y'all issues that y'all have had with y'all significant other and, and as far as like being a bigger picture and focusing on providing versus uh um kind of like stroking her ego from time to time or <laughs> i don't even say ego but like uh tending to her needs i should say tristan i'll let you go face? first oh. what's yeah. that you ready tristan yeah i go go ahead go ahead you can go ahead bro um, he said, "Woo!" <laughs> everybody, everybody got a little pause on that. Another topic. Yeah, They're like, "Man, nobody want to jump out." First. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> who gonna I'm listen to this? Get in trouble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, man. 
I'm gonna be honest. I, this is gonna sound bad. <laughs> I don't have time for for the smaller things. Mm-hmm. I try to find time, but I don't have time. Hold on, hold on. It's and I I don't want to cut you off, but I want you to tell people why you don't have time, and because you are in a unique situ- situation. Um, okay. Uh, as, as far as how you provide, so I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. let you go ahead and give the listeners a little bit. Of that. Um, my significant other is a stay-at-home mom. And she does a wonderful job at it. She's been a stay-at-home mom for 19 months now. Uh, reason being, we both agreed that she'll stay at home once the baby comes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just better for him. Then COVID hit, it continued to be better for him. So I have a full-time job at the post office. At nighttime, I work at a clinic. And amongst working at a clinic, um, cleaning, I'm building my own cleaning business. So I'm always focused on the priorities, paying the bills, making sure more money is coming in the house, making sure the baby is okay to a degree, because that's primarily what she does. And that never stops. It's 24 hours always. Post office five days out of the week, go to the clinic three or four days out of the week, cleaning business within all of that. Mm -hmm. So I miss a lot. I miss a lot of stuff that's important to her because I have to make sure that the operation keeps going. It's really that simple. Now, in the midst of making sure the operation going, you try to make time for little things, but some things are very minute and not that important on, on the grand scheme of things, the larger things in life. If I focus on telling you such and such, whatever that may be, or doing such and such, whatever that may be, now I might miss something. This mortgage might not get paid. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that drastic, but somewhere along those lines. Mm-hmm. So my operation has to be business, majority of the time, y'all, y'all kind of second mm-hmm. in that sense when it comes to priority, if that makes sense. Yeah, because because you're working and you're trying to build something. So I understand what you're saying. You don't mean it like it, literally that they're second. You know what I mean? But you, no. you yeah, you you're working no, no, toward, no. towards building something. We got a plan. Yeah, you got a plan. And yeah. and 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 see, like I said, you you're a man of purpose. You actually working towards a plan. I think that gets lost on a lot of people because they're not used to uh, uh, people trying to build and mm-hmm. um and, and well, men in particular, especially it's not it's not something that modern men do. Typically, try to build their own things to kind of. Uh, uh, provide a legacy for their family um yeah. Navelle, you got anything to add to that yeah you know i'm newly married you know it's uh it's still still new we in the first six months so i guess i don't know if that's still considered honeymooners but congratulations uh, bro thank you man mm-hmm. thank you but uh with, with me and my wife it's, it's a lot of uh things like just merging the way we do things like for me i'm still kind of old school i like to get in the car and go get groceries you know what i'm saying because now like when you work in so many hours you know like I, I believe this is what uh tristan was saying at the same time like it's not that they're second it's just that your main focus is the exertion of work that you put in on a day-to-day basis like and then like you said on father's day you just want to sit still you you say i don't even want to eat <laughs> you know what i'm saying he <laughs> said up. i don't want to eat mm-hmm. i don't want to do nothing because why because it take work to eat right you don't even want to put in that work to chew yeah, straight up <laughs> just want to relax he just want to relax man and 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 
you know, we have little things like that. Like she might, she might order groceries more and I might, I might want to go get groceries or, or vice versa. So it's just like basically finding the optimal time or the optimal uh, meshing of schedules, especially in this time for us. Cause we got a baby on the way, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we, I'm just looking at it like, man, it's only so much time. Congratulations, brother. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we just looking at it like it's, it's only so much time in the day. You know, we getting the pre-baby jitters that I'm sure y'all been through already. Mm-hmm. You know, the pre-baby jitters of, you know, how, how are we going to balance this time? How are we going to buy groceries mm-hmm. once the baby's here? You know, it's yeah. it's all a new new schedule for us. So, yeah, the anxiety, because you know? like I said, you first got to get here. You want to make sure that baby healthy and, and happy. You know what I'm saying? So, and, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh so trust me, I completely understand those pre those pre baby jitters, that anxiety that you're speaking to. But the reason yeah. that this conversation is important because a lot a lot of a lot of people who listen to this podcast, a lot of our listeners are young young uh, black men and and fathers and and husbands, and they that you know they they are dealing with their day to day and they they don't really know how to uh, how, how to juggle it. And what I'm trying to get our women listeners to understand, especially, is that it's hard being a man. We don't say it. Men don't say it enough, but it is hard being a man, <laughs> and especially when you when you're in the role of a provider and a father and a husband. You know what I mean? So it it, it it's really hard. So you know, when we say that we want stuff a certain way and we just want to chill and relax, that's typically what we mean. We're not trying to. <laughs> we're not saying it because we don't really we don't want to do anything with y'all. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, we, we we're saying it because we li- literally need that time to ourselves. You know what I mean? Um, uh, um, and I, I like I said, I, I'm speaking for myself and my household. I don't know, like I said, Tristan and. Y'all said the same thing, you know what I mean? But, like, literally, I, I just want our women to understand that sometimes it is hard being a man in that provider role. And when we say certain things, we pretty straightforward. We don't sugarcoat stuff. I don't think women realize how dumb we actually are. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going through shit with, like, our feelings, man. We just want – we straightforward and we just – we simple. You know what I mean? I won't say dumb, but simple is, is, is the moral way that I can explain it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Y'all think, are you sure you don't want to – yeah, I'm 100% sure I said I want to chill. So that's what I want to do. The other thing, the other side of this is women have to understand the things that they're putting out. Mm-hmm. Because if you saying to me, you want to live a certain way, you want to drive X, Y, and Z, you want to wear X, Y, and Z, that stuff doesn't magically come into play. Mm-hmm. So, so I have to work. Mm-hmm. I have to get out there and hustle to make sure that you're going to or starting to live this type of way or this type of lifestyle. But the bigger picture for us that have kids, some of the shit that we grew up having or living like, we don't want our kids to be nowhere near that. Yeah, We don't even want them to think about some of the options of the things that we had to do to get to where we're at today. So you want to leave behind, like you said, Jerome, that legacy. And that takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of this and that, sleepless nights. And you're gonna miss something with your significant other to get there. It's yeah. really that simple. Yeah, and I and I and I'm a well. I, well uh, let me see, let me see if I'm understanding you correct, or maybe this is uh, more so what you went meant because we want our children to have the same uh, morals and values that we had growing up. We just oh, don't. Yeah. But a lot of us grew up, you know. Uh, uh, struggling, you know what I'm saying? In, in, lower in, income, lower income. So we don't want them. We don't want our children to have to see a struggle that way. I guess that's there more so what you're saying because it's not. It's not so much the fact that we don't want to that we look at the way we were raised and be like, oh no, we don't. We don't value any of that. You know what I mean? It's more so about the financial uh, uh, situations that we were in. 
there you go. Yeah. So th- that that's all I want to. I just want to clarify that because uh, because mm-hmm. sometimes people think that, uh, especially modern women, they think that the way they, their parents lived and the way that they grew up wasn't the right way. But it's not really that. You still want to have the same morals and values. Exactly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> one thing I'm. Can, can do you have anything to add to any of that? Um. Well, I I, I do. Um. I will say like I I guess I have you know I haven't really been in like um a long term relationship in a while, but um as far as the small things, I think, I think I look at that as like, especially in your situation, Jerome, for mm-hmm. yourself, you know, you being married for the time that you have been, I think that sometimes they try to um, use that as a way to show like, I mean, cause what else is the issue? Like they're comfortable, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. they're, and, and it's like, okay, what else is there <laughs> that I could say? Cause damn wrong, wrong on point. Mm-hmm. So like, just remember these little things just so I can still feel a, B and C. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how I look at it. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um, because sometimes those small things do like make major benefits in the long run, but in the long run, that small shit won't matter. Like, like Tristan was saying, because usually, you know, generally, especially as, as relationships go along, women become more like, all right, yeah, I get it. You know, the small things, you know, the, like they start to pick up your traits. They start to feel like, like, okay, I, I finally get what this man was talking about all this time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, or they come back and tell you. Because mm-hmm. I've had that situation before. You know what I'm saying? So I think the small things sometimes work out in that, like you said, in that short run. But in the long run, it's not going to really matter. Yeah. As, as they grow older and progress yeah. in life, they don't matter. No. Because sometimes it flip. You know, women be less m- emotional. And it'd be the men that'd be like, damn, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you don't want no flowers? <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you don't want no... She'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when they get old, you know, as they get get older, some, you know, still. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, and I'm not saying... Still. Yeah, and I'm not saying that you don't make time for that at all. Because you 100%... No, no. Yeah, not you, at all. I didn't yeah. say you're saying it. No, 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 no. I was no, just saying... I, yeah, I just don't want yeah. our listeners to think that that was implied yeah. in my statement. Because sometimes I don't clarify things. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's not the fact that you're saying that at all. I just don't want our, our listeners to think that because you 100% have right. to, uh, yeah, you actually 100% have to make time for those small things. Uh, but mm-hmm. like a lot of times when we're young and and we're taking advantage of our youthful energy and and and, and, that, and that vigor and and, and our, yeah. you know and stuff like that, you, you don't you don't make time for it. You know what I'm saying? So right. You gotta, Especially when you're working too hard. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You just, you, you just you, it, sometimes it just goes by your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I mean a lot of times it, you know, this ain't in the damn love language book, but shit, love language is work. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> Sometimes a man's love language is nigga. I've been at work for 12 hours. That's a big like, fact. Straight up. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? So I, you know, it's just it's just ain't it just not it don't sound right in the book, basically. But mm-hmm. but that's absolutely what it is, you know. So and men and men tend to, you know, especially the real men, you know, they tend to do stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Let me. I I had another question I wanted to ask y'all, man. Y'all think? Uh, do y'all think Instagram culture <laughs> promotes uh, prostitution and simping? Uh, to an extent, yes. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, brothers. Y'all go ahead first. Yeah, Tristan, I'll let you go ahead and rock this one out, and then Navelle, you can go. Ahead. Man, hell yeah, man. Look, it's a lot of. Um, Wait, what's the difference between do you do you guys feel like it's a difference between uh tricking and simping? Uh yes. Mm. Nah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead, go okay. ahead. I think I think tricking is directly correlated with buying something. You know what okay. I'm saying? And from yeah. what from what I can draw from a lot of popular opinions is that simping is more associated with the the way that you the value that you give a woman who kind of doesn't deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Mentally or like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she treating you like shit, but you you treating her like a queen type shit. It doesn't really have nothing to do with <laughs> buying something. Yeah. But 
You know what I'm saying? It's basically treating trash like treasure. That's what simple, you know. But yeah, I think, that, I think <laughs> from, from what I could gather, yeah, yeah, you know, a, nah, it's facts. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I think that was a good up. breakdown. Yeah, I was still was a hell of a breakdown. Yeah. On the uh, prostitution side of things, look, I have I have no problem with prostitution escorts. Do y'all thing. I support y'all. <laughs> Not right now, currently, <laughs> N- never. Yeah. But I'm saying, get it yeah, how you, support, you live. You support the pr- profession. You, att- yeah. you attend 99. Do your thing. <laughs> but the <laughs> oh, t- <laughs> might be nonprofit. I know. Sometimes. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Potentially, you can write that shit off. Five hundred one c three. Right. This is a whole financial course on prostitution. <laughs> No, That's amazing, <laughs> but I'm trying look, to keep it together uh, on the prostitution sorry. side of things. Um, if we if we want to be real for young women that's growing up, and you looking on Instagrams, Instagram or whatever, these women are flying around the world, traveling expensive trips, wearing bags and stuff, potentially for um, doing things that aren't ideal there may not be much work required to do those things. And that could show youth, the youth, younger women, that the way that you get those type of things in, is mover, maneuvering around with the crowds that can provide those type of things. And you may have to do something in exchange for it, yeah. possibly. That may be the prostitution side of it and why it's teaching that because Birkin bags and all that other expensive stuff and trips that cost a lot of money. And if you see somebody who's not quote unquote working for it, then the opinion could be that that person is doing something that is not ideal for it. Mm-hmm. Man, Birkin's a lot of money. It's an astronomical amount of money. Ain't a Birkin like $35,000? Yeah, something like that. More. Man, I, I, I mean, I've heard them cost up to 100. What's that though, Nevin? Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, I've heard them costing 50 or more. Or more. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ain't nobody got that kind of money just to be <laughs> not just sitting around. No, no, not just sitting around. Not just uh, to 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 hand to a woman for her looking good. That's nuts. Um, but uh, yeah, I I one hundred percent think that uh, Instagram culture, uh, just our culture in general, just like it's all about showcasing a woman's body. Like you know what I'm saying. Like you look at these women, yeah, they look good, but you ain't seeing them walking around uh, uh, on the streets looking like that every day. You you see this woman in person, you might not even recognize her. And then you got dudes who all you know hit hitting like and then sign up in their DMs. I definitely 100 percent feel like that. It's promoting that culture. Um, like I said, and it's fine to do whatever you want to. I told, I, like I told y'all last week, life is all about choices. You don't want to got to live with those choices. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want you thinking because you're selling feet pics that you ain't in, in some form of uh, prostitution. <laughs> Yeah, but also, uh, would y'all separate the the women who are uh, smashing for Birkin bags from the for the women that's smashing for Applebee's on Tuesday night? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's a different level of it. Well, that's what I meant by nonprofit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of women who are openly like, well, you know. Yeah, they, it's in 2021. It's it's open. They'll openly say, "Yeah, I smashed so and so just for a while." Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Oh, fuck is fucking for Don Julio. That's crazy. Yeah. For real. Oh, well, I mean, oh. they've been doing that. Yeah, for it long was long saying eyes before that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. It's been going on. 100%. It's been going on. So, so, so prostitution has always right. been like a underlying part of the culture 
identified as such or not. Prostitution been around since day one. Yeah, it's just, it's just, remember that. It's just, yeah, 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 that's never going anywhere. As long as men are on the planet, (laughs) yeah, prostitution ain't going nowhere. Yeah, Yeah. and that's not, and and that's no issue. Like I said, prostitution is like, it's 100% been here. My thing is like this it's becoming, it's becoming the norm. Mm -hmm. Almost, mm-hmm. you know, what oh, I mean? and, and, that, and that's and that's when you look at people and be like, God damn, like you are. So you, but that's, but that's that as a result, like you said, with social media. I mean, yeah. you have, um, you know, you got the, you know, this generation coming up, Gen Z, you know, 48 percent of them say social media makes them feel anxious, sad or depressed. Fifty eight percent are seeking relief from social media. So, like, if you feel anxious, sad and depressed from it, but you're also at the same time seeking uh, approval from it, you know, uh, from the from seeing exactly what you're trying to become or if you want a certain body type because of Kim Kardashian or whoever, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's what's actually going on. You know, it's as a result of, you know, the idol worship or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's just too much of that. And uh, people really have to get back to like feeling a certain way about themselves. Um, I was reading some other stuff, um, age 18 to 25. Um, they said the, the, tr- the true generation of quote, social natives, um, <laughs> 68 uh, and, this, and this isn't funny but this portion of it was um uh i thought I, I thought this was good to see that a lot of them are actually trying to uh, take a break from social media it says 61 percent are taking a break and 24 percent considered quitting uh because of the negative negative self-esteem impacts that mm-hmm. they're feeling from it yeah. so i think that you know sometimes in, in these ways and i'm not saying that we blame social media for that but i'm just saying the emphasis on it and why people you know why it's so important to some of these younger kids um, it needs to be like stressed that it's not really that it, it doesn't need to be really that engaging, but it's easier said than done when you're seeing all the activity that's on it. So um, it's just a it's a it's a crazy conundrum these kids got to be in. But, you know, hopefully they can uh, push themselves out of it because they are, you know, very, very intelligent, young, young, young bunch. But mm-hmm. it's just sad that they got to, uh, you know, experience it. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Tristan. Point. Quick point. Real quick. We're also in a generation in the age of fast money. So mm-hmm, people yep. are finding more ways to make fast money. If I go on OnlyFans, I take a picture of my ass, whatever. I can get a hundred dollars this fast in this amount of time. If I go on Instagram and I take good pictures and I meet up with such and such ball player, I might get ten thousand just to fly out here. And I do that three times out of the week. I'm thirty up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Most people don't make thirty thousand a year. Right. And for men, our our kind of fast money always is in the, within the same line, lane, hustling, robbing, whatever the case may be. Our our situations don't change when it comes to getting fast money. But women, theirs don't change either. But it's 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 a lot more profitable, you know. Yeah, so it faster. just that's just where we at with it. Yeah. I, but like I said, that's, that's all. Of, it it don't matter to me. It don't matter if you make fast money or not. Uh, if your values ain't aligned with it, you, like you're gonna burn through it anyway, and you're just gonna be looking for that. And 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 we all know youth and beauty is fleeting. So you might be you might be the popping thing this week, but in a couple of years, there's gonna be another one pulling up right behind you. You're gonna be sitting there looking stupid, trying to sell dinners. You feel me? Like you gonna you, oh come come through this spot and, and pick up this. Like I've seen this all too often. All the all the ones that's done had a few kids, they don't look like everything ain't as tight no more. You know what I'm saying? In my age, I'm 38. I done seen. Uh, women, not like I said, now they're trying to find another hustle when they could have initially been doing that anyway, and they could have been yeah. tenure, and they could have been way more profitable versus uh, sitting up here, uh, like I said, on OnlyFans selling feet pics. You feel me? So, 
you know, it's all about working towards something. Because, uh, like I said, like I said, beauty and youth is fleeting. Like I said, you ain't always gonna be able to jump. As a man, you ain't gonna be able to jump and dunk a basketball. As a woman, you ain't gonna always be able to wear a two piece. So, yeah. like you know, so it's about finding some other outlet and, and and realigning your values. You know what I mean? And I hate to sound like the old wash nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it, it it is what it is. I'm just speaking from experience. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 you gotta you, you gotta uh, uh, kind of like I said, realign your your, your values and whatnot. Uh, can I ask a question? Do y'all think that it's it's it this this conversation based around you know the 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 feet picks going up on OnlyFans and the guys that uh, pay for those picks? Do you think this is like a new form of courting in a way? Like especially since the quarantine hit, like is this a new way that single well, men, <clears throat> women interact in the first stages of dating? Mm. Not necessarily. I mean, because you got, you got, I mean, you got your, uh, what's that, OnlyFans or whatever. I mean, that's yeah, really where the feet picks going. These yeah, days. that's what we're talking about. They, they yeah. starting to capitalize on it. I mean, and I mean, like you said, I mean, it's going to keep, that's going to keep going. But I mean, there could be some courting with that. But again, that's, that's also in line with simping. I mean, if you're getting, if you're trying to get feet picks already, bro, like, what else is you trying to do? Man? Like, come <laughs> on, bro. Like, like, in the old days when you, like, it's always been associated with paying for a date. Like, when yeah. we were growing up in the 90s, it was you, you knew, we was little kids and we was watching Fresh Prince where you got to pay for a date. And you was watching mm-hmm. me and struggle like, oh, I don't got money right. for the date. You know what I mean? Like that was. Yeah. <laughs> money on a first date type shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there was actually a text, uh, some text message somebody had shared on social media and they said something to the effect of, uh, she was like, where are you taking me? And then it was some like <clears throat> famous restaurant. Yeah, and then she was like, "You might as well just give me the money." She was like, "She was like, 'Cause, you, she was like, Cause you gonna get some anyway.'" Yeah, <laughs> she was yeah. like, "The money you was finna spend." She mm. was like, "You go. She might as well just give me the money because you gonna get some anyway." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, but it's, it's, yeah, to me, I mean, to me, it's absolutely. I mean, it's just changing, man. Technology. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. really what it is. Yeah, it's, why, me, it's in line with all different types of communication, and that's really what it is. Like, yeah, yeah to it's me, it's fast, fast. You know. And to me, it's it's also funny because, like I said, you look about how how what we speaking about culture still, how culture changes. Because back in the day, when I was young, like you know, you go over to a woman's house, uh, you meet her father, her mother. If, if if her father's there, you meet her father, and then then you get to take her out on a date. And your and the father's laying the ground rules, like bring my daughter back at blank time. You know, what I'm saying X, Y, and Z. When was the last time you seen somebody do that? Nowadays, it's just like man, he slid him, he slid in my DMs. I met him at this restaurant. We had a good time. You know, a couple of weeks later, we smashed. And like, it ain't never no actual courting that goes along with this. And so, you you see people in these relationships now, and they're like, oh, like we spoke to last week. Oh, why is he treating me and acting like this? Because first of all, you ain't got no, you ain't got no guidance, and your father ain't around. He ain't teaching you and just letting you know like this ain't the one you want to be around. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like you said, even if dad is around, I mean, technology. So yeah, yeah. maybe she don't want you to meet dad because she that's, know that this nigga ain't the people, person that dad needs to meet. <laughs> so that, I'm going to DM. So slide in these DMs, please, yeah. because if he find out, he going to kill you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's that as well, you know, because it's, you know, it's a lot of black fathers out here very active. And, uh, you know, I mean, I know you know that. I'm not saying that we ain't having that conversation, but I'm just right. saying, and they still don't know sometimes, you know. But, you know, hopefully you have, you know, children that are keeping it real with you, or at least at some juncture. Maybe they played around in a second, but now they like, okay, dad, that shit was wrong. Please don't kill me, but here's A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang, man. Hold on a second. Because I, I want to move on to the next topic, but for some reason, this, hold on, let me see if I can pull it up here. Oh, yeah, here it is. So, I'll say this real quick. The other side of that is um, with the age of social media and that we've been in, you guys are a bit older than me, but especially in my generation, 
people don't even know how to court someone in public when you're seeing them in the grocery store, at Walmart, at school or whatever everything is you might see somebody at school but the way that you're going to talk to them you're going to get online and find them on instagram that shit is as backwards to me but that's just where we happen to be at yeah now Mm -hmm. back when y'all growing up whatever things were different everybody spoke to somebody in public i'm gonna walk you home from school i'm gonna talk to you in the cafeteria Mm -hmm. and it's like uh, i hate i don't want to offend nobody but it's kind of like this generation is socially awkward Oh, no, no they, they are. They are. Yeah, they've been there. There's no, there's no denying that. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of that going on. I think mm-hmm. that has something to do with the anxiety that they feel too. Because there like, you go. If mm-hmm. you, if you sitting behind that barrier, that social barrier, I can only imagine what it's like to break through it. Like in a way, we're fortunate that we grew up when we did because we, we don't we have living in that. to jump. Like, I, um, I met my wife in a restaurant. You know, it was just a, a passing moment. But I didn't realize how, uh, you know. A lot of my homeboys would, would come up to me and be like, yo, you met her in person? Like, I, I don't remember the last time I met every girl that I dealt with for the last 10 years I met online. I didn't know it was a, mm-hmm. a special occurrence to meet somebody and, and develop a significant relationship from a in interaction in public. Yeah. But I guess it's yeah. becoming more rare these days. Mm-hmm. Nope, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, and, and, and like you said, I, you know, I'm obviously an 80s baby and grew up in the 90s like y'all, um, outside, you know, outside of Tristan, mm-hmm. but, um, you know the major thing that I, unless you grew up in the late eighties, but the major thing that I saw I was like nineties too. Okay, nineties, but uh, the major thing that I like, even with like, uh, like America Online and Instant Messenger and all that kind of stuff that that kind of happened throughout the internet. Like for me, I gravitated towards that. So like, I remember like the shifts when it be just came strictly online. But I also was like meeting, you know, meeting girls in person. So like the transition for me, like it wasn't like something that was weird because like I was already involved in that world you know what i mean so i think that's why a lot like you said a lot of these this generation at this point that's just basically how they're meeting people and sometimes they're too scared because you know oh it's too crazy out here or it's you know yeah. it's too much going on out here so i don't want to meet somebody in person i want to meet them online first and make sure they're not crazy so i can see cap them or mm-hmm. you know or just anything like like it's just it's a lot it's just changing you yeah. know it's, that's that's basically what's going on and you know, we just within that within that shift. This is another like communication just keeps changing so fast, mm-hmm. and like we just we just not used to it. This way that it's going, it's just more more and more rapid. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like j- just think about from just 2016 <laughs> to now, like it's just changed. Like communication has changed again. So like, and it's gonna fa- happen even faster. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I remember I, I remember back in the day I was like one of the first people that would meet chicks off of uh, Black Planet. Tell you. <laughs> and they, niggas be like, bro, and they you, thought you were you weird. Like, yeah, they was like, bro, you made her offline. Yeah, bro, like, what you mean? But uh, but I also would talk, approach women out in public too. So, but, right. yeah, but niggas thought that was weird back in the day, bro. They thought that yeah. was super weird. Um, did anybody else have anything to add on that? Because I'm about to move on to our next topic. Yeah, uh, you you know another thing. Like, I wanted to add to what you said. Uh, back in the day too. I remember even in my generation when you used to call a girl house like i used to call girls in high school and her grandma would pick up the phone yeah so that whole thing about having to meet your father like even if it wasn't a father i used to call girls and be nervous like is her grandma gonna let me talk <laughs> there you go yeah. 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 Like, yeah who yeah. you calling to talk to mm-hmm. and i had to ask <laughs> and i talked to her granddaughter or if she's at an auntie house i yeah. would get the auntie's number call the house yeah for the first yeah. time miss johnson like, can i speak to uh cheryl <laughs> is cheryl home yeah man it was a process y'all know damn well y'all ain't want talk to daddy oh god yeah. <laughs> niggas are already yeah. nervous enough to talk to the mamas <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it ain't hurt 
Sometimes. Yeah, straight up, man. All, all them different barriers, man. But all, like I said, all of, mm-hmm. all of it is just society and how, how things change and how technology demoted uh, our society today. You know what I mean? So right. but, still, We still sometimes have a family structure, but it's just the communication is changing. Like, they stop it at the middle, man. Like, don't call my house. You know what I'm saying? Like, there ain't even no house phones no more. Who yeah. got a house phone? Right. So it's, just, it's that kind of stuff. Unless you got yeah. a VoIP phone. I mean, who got that? You got a VoIP phone, you probably got a business. Yeah, but, sure Post mm-hmm. everything on the cell phone. Yeah. So. But uh, I came across this video earlier. I'm going to play a little bit. Of, well, I'm actually going to let the whole thing rock because I think this is pretty important. And then we kind of talk about this. But uh, um, this is from. Shit, dad's dad need a burner account. Shit. All right, Kendall just give me. <laughs> but, uh, but here, I'm going to let this. I'm going to let this. I'm going to let this play. And then we can go ahead and touch on this. Hold on a second. Last thing before we go tonight, a liberal political action committee ardently anti-Trump whose commercials and podcasts we've aired occasionally in the past. They're called the Midas Touch, and this weekend they put this out on social media, quote, We made a $184,854 TV buy with this ad on Fox News this week. Fox News just denied airing our ad. Retweet and get it out in every corner of the country. Okay. Well, we have a pretty good reach, too, so we've chosen to air it tonight. While you watch, ask yourself what isn't factual about it, which people in it aren't real. It's about the attempt to overturn our election, the insurrection of 1-6, and the story is told by those in the fight. I'm proud of the officers I worked with on January 6th. They fought extremely hard. Our worst nightmare really come true, uh, an attack on American democracy uh, right here in the nation's capital. I experienced the most brutal, uh, savage, hand-to-hand combat of my entire life. I received chemical burns to my face that still have not healed to this day. I just remember people still swinging metal poles at us, and they were pushing and shoving. They were spraying us with, uh, you know, bear mace and pepper spray. They were all shouting at us, calling us traitors. It's been very difficult seeing elected officials and other individuals whitewash the events of that day or, or downplay what happened. As an American and as an Army veteran, it's sad to see us attacked by our fellow citizens. Midas Touch is responsible for the content of this advertising. All right, so I'll let that play a little bit just so y'all can uh, y'all hear, hear what's going on. Um, if y'all haven't seen this video, it's actually... Um, a video of the police officers that were at the Capitol the day that it got stormed uh, and they're recounting the events. And it's actually showing some of them, like I said, with uh, uh, chemical burns. This one, the one of the uh, black officers, uh, the female officer that you held speaking, had uh, had chemical burns on her face. And uh, uh, other officers, it was just showing them how they got beaten and uh, sprayed with uh, bear mace and all that type of stuff, which we didn't see a lot of uh, this stuff publicized uh, on uh, the uh, the coverage of the, the Capitol uh, storm. Um, to me, it was... It, 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 it was completely egregious. And uh, to, to actually see, uh, hear the officers who were there in, in their account of it, uh, it, it sounded even a little bit more horrifying than actually what we saw on the news and, and, the, and the coverage that we've seen on CNN and Fox. So to, uh, to see this uh, ad, and I'll actually have a, a, a I'll actually post it on our Instagram and our Facebook as well um, so y'all can uh, view it there. Uh, but I wanted to get y'all thoughts on this and, and how y'all felt with uh, seeing this uh, this. Uh, Commercial, so to speak. And Tristan, I'll let you go ahead and go first. I mean, it gives you it gives you a different side of it, a different perspective of it. But it's just curious to me why it took so long for that 
to come out and why is it showing it now? Mm-hmm. What's their intent? What's their purpose behind it? Well, this this uh, the, the people who created it was called MidasTouch.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was the one that said they, they spent $184,000 creating that ad. And they said Fox, uh, uh, on I say uh, Fox wouldn't play it. Yeah, Fox wouldn't play it. So this is clearly it's Fox News, man. You gotta you gotta protect the agenda. Yeah, and that's and that's and that's why I think it's coming out now. It's clearly because somebody had an agenda in burying this uh, story. Um, mm-hmm. So th- th- that to, to answer your question, I think that's where it came from. But well, yeah. and real quick, just to answer a little bit more for you. <clears throat> it's because of pundits like Fox News. They they are pushing the whole. It, it, it's not that bad. It, you know, they, they they weren't those bad of people. They just were. They just had a disagreement, and they didn't believe in this and that. Like they're downplaying it, basically. Yeah. So that's why they're spending so much money on this ad to showcase. Now y'all, they did a little bit more than just, uh, you know, nothing. So. Yeah, it just shows how far, um, like you say, Fox News and stations that want to protect the agenda of Trump will go so far to not get that type of stuff out there. Like they down, they downplayed the situation ever since January 6th happened. Like they, they, it's been a consistent downplay of it. Mm-hmm. My, my, my question to the, to the, to the, to the, uh, I guess the right that Fox news and all of the people who are downplaying it is like more of a criminal justice question. Like, if I get in a car, if we, all three of us go on a robbery and somebody, well, you know, we, one of us could not even know that there's going to be a robbery and then somebody dies in the process of this robbery, all of us are going to be charged with murder. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People died at that thing. You get what I'm saying? Some people, somebody died. Most of the people died. How nobody getting charged with murder? You get what I'm saying? But in a mm-hmm. small isolated event, they're going to snatch all four of these black bodies and throw them in the system for, for labor for the rest of our life for mm-hmm. Uh, it could be an accident and it could be a known accident, but this was a planned event where people died and the the way that they treating it is just like I want to know I, th- those are my questions involved in it. Like how how is it so enlightened? You know what I'm saying? Like how are the sentences so light and the charges that these people are being presented with so light when it should be, in my opinion, murder for a lot yeah. of you know, whether it's first degree, second degree, third degree, somebody should be charged with the loss of life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah, and that's because they downplay it. Like you said, they made it seem like, oh, just one one cop died or, you know, or they, you know, just tried to act as if there was no like no repercussions from this, you know. And, if, you know, of course, some people went to jail for it. But again, there's no emphasis on that. Basically, like you're saying, if that would have been us storming the Capitol, come on, man, we wouldn't even we would have broke one window. Yeah, let me, let me tell you and something. We'd have been tear gassed and you know, all types of other stuff would have been going on. We, we wouldn't have been massive arrests. There would have been so many people in prison over that. You know, they would have been like, they're disrespecting the the, the state of our country. If that would have been Fox News, they, they would still be talking about that right now. Look what happens when we don't riot and we don't raid, when we just do a peaceful gathering. So, there of course, go. 100%. Oh, but look, what same, happens when we, look what happens when we kneel. Exactly. <laughs> but, but I will say this last year, the riots, I believe that, because uh, didn't, didn't they do them too in um, Wisconsin? Oh yeah, um, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was uh, that. Look, we 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 gained a lot of. It didn't go the way people thought it was gonna go. You know, everybody. I remember for years when they did the Million Man March um, in Atlanta, probably about five or six years ago. Everybody mm-hmm. was like, "Yeah, they gonna open fire" because they had the National Guard um, out on the highway. Y'all remember when they stopped the highway and they had traffic backed up all the way to right. other yeah. states on because they stopped eighty five for like five hours or something like that. Mm. The, the the general consensus was that 
we if we were to assemble in an aggressive manner that we would be shot you know instantly but i think the protests of recent have shown that that's not you know we we can do that you know what i'm saying we can absolutely we do have a level of power in this country to where you know they they scared but they're not protest they're not, does work mm-hmm. you know absolutely we can get together and put some shit together but mm-hmm. you know yeah when we mobilized and that's what we did last year i mean that was why some of the things that changed the way that they did you know and and it just needs to continue you know what i'm saying like not necessarily just protesting but like all of that as a whole you know because they see the power in the people and that's what it's always about you know it's it's cliche to say it but i mean that's really the only way that you're gonna make massive change i mean politicians are not gonna do that i mean the people that are in power that are trying to get in power they are like you have you know the cory bushes the people that are that weren't politicians and then got into politics because of the stuff that they've seen or endured in themselves, or they lost, lost sons or nephews or whatever. So now they're in politics and they want to make, so those, yeah, I ride with those types of people, but like not necessarily people who've been in spoon fed into the, into that and staying in the, and have been in it for decades and they haven't really been doing anything. So, yeah. um, you know, or there's one of them that want to make some change or two of them, but they can't because the people around them don't care. So, yeah. So, you know, it, it, I think I, I agree with you. It does definitely work, but I, I, I'm, ho- I'm hopeful that it continues. Yeah, that's a fact. That's like, at least we can continue to uh, um, rally and lobby so we can get some legislation passed. Um, yeah. Yeah, because this, this is getting ridiculous, especially when we see stuff like this. And I uh, mm-hmm. before I move on to this, thing, so does anybody else have anything else to add before I move on to the next thing? Okay, so we good. I'm good. Okay, so so I know y'all heard the story about the six-year-old boy who was shot by um, the uh, Asian man in uh, – and uh, I said, was it was it Washington County? I don't even know how to say this. Um, <laughs> but but anyway, I was, I was past that. So I was about to come in here, and I'm so glad that this happened. Um, I still think the the, the bond is kind of low, but they did uh, eventually in, end up increasing this man's bond from ten thousand dollars to a hundred thousand dollars bail um, after yeah. after he shot the six year old. So uh, Ryan Lee Nguyen is actually back in custody. Um, and uh, it increased his bill to $100,000 after shooting a six-year-old uh, because he was trying to get his bike out of his yard. Um, first, he tried to hit the, first, he tried to hit the young boy with, a, with an axe, and the little boy dies the axe. Then he went in the house and got a, a gun and started shooting at the kids and hit the little boy in the arm. And, 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 and initially, his bail was only set at $10,000. Now, this is an Asian man. <laughs> uh, and we already had the conversation last week, but I'm going to let that rock. Um, and uh, so they now, they, like I said, now they increased his bond after community outcry, and they got him back in uh, jail with a hundred thousand dollar bond. Does that still seem kind of low to y'all? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't understand the story at all. But like I talk, like I said several times on this podcast, they they seem to continue to find the right niggas to do this to. Because the boy father was on TV saying he just don't understand it, and you know, and all this other type of stuff. Man, let me tell you something. Somebody would have shot my six year old child. It wouldn't be no more unlabeled podcast. Right. Somebody shoot my thirteen year old child, and I know where they live at, and I know who it is. Wouldn't be no more yeah. podcast. I'm sorry to tell y'all listeners. So just let y'all know they they they, they do this to the right people because this and, and God forbid, man, I'm gonna knock on wood right now. Never let nothing like that happen to me because y'all ain't got to worry about me no more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it wouldn't be no community. It wouldn't be no community outcry. It wouldn't even be no need for no bond. So. Yeah, he he, he played with the he played with the right person. Uh, it's kid for sure. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that like we had a point where your kid can't even walk in somebody's yard and get their bike. Like 
it's it's that serious over a six year that's that much of a threat a six year old trying mm-hmm. to go in the yard and get their bike to where you're throwing an axe and you shooting at somebody and mm-hmm. then like you say america continuously show to continuously shows you how they feel about our people our discolor no matter how old or young you are it really don't matter and to the other side you're a threat mm-hmm. it's like this shit don't even make no sense but I feel you, Jerome. I ain't about to get on news and talk about this. I wouldn't be talking about this. I would be behind the bars, Listen, happy. It wouldn't be no satisfied. Yeah, but whatever. I, but I'm, but I'm, I'm protecting me and mine, like straight up, bro. Like that. Like I don't even understand. Like it wouldn't have been like I said. I would have went on news probably and said something about it. But that'd have been it. I'm like, yeah, this man down here shot my son, and that's that would have been about it. It would have been no crying. It would have been no upset. I'm and it, it, bro, that the news would have disappeared. And then the next few weeks, y'all won't have to worry about me no more. <laughs> we, all, we all didn't hear Unlabeled come on. We all ain't hear, hi, this is uh, Jerome Williams from Unlabeled. <laughs> we all ain't hear none of that no more. None of, like, tap you in from yeah, inside. Yeah, just know just know where I'm at. Because, <laughs> so, man, I, like I, they continue to do this, man. It's just a slap in the face to us, man. Like I said, they, one, like I said a, a couple of uh, uh, um, assaults on Asian people, uh, um, and, and they get legislation passed for them. Four hundred years us. of our four hundred years of our people, four hundred plus years of our people struggling in this country, and we still don't have no legislation. But you know what's crazy though? He was able to. Um, he shot the gun from his living room, right? I don't know where he shot it from. I he inside went, his he, house. Inside, inside his house. Oh, inside his house. Okay. If if I had a presumed intruder, somebody's kicking at my door, yanking at my door, and I shot, they're gonna put me in jail. For a very long time, Kendall, who was the young lady who fired a warning shot when somebody was breaking in the house and and she, she hit a wall in her own apartment and she got? Was, oh, I forgot her name, but yeah, yeah, she definitely uh, she went to prison, she right? She got sentenced. Yeah, yeah she got. Yeah. And that was in Florida. That's a stand your ground state. Stand your ground that's state. That's where uh, Trayvon Martin got murdered and Zimmerman walked. But she, you know, they these laws are double sided laws. One side is to protect mm-hmm. one half of the population, and the other half of the same law is to condemn another. Yes part mm-hmm. of the population they're all double-sided laws mm-hmm. just look at how they just it's exactly like you said look at how they handle depending on who's the who if i did it it would be this. if they did it you get a ten thousand dollar bun that shit don't make no sense for shooting a six-year-old a six-year-old kid like i say if someone was kicking at my back door and i shot the, the likely chances of me going to jail is pretty high mm-hmm. yeah but i think uh, a huge part of this conversation um especially on a platform like this is that we start talking about us creating our own uh, defense mechanisms against these parts of the community, these, uh, you know, these sections of the community that mean harm to us and our children. We have to, uh, we have to get to the point because a lot of times I can find myself getting frustrated with guys like this, this six-year-old's father who are basically crying. It's like, they're so, we're in such an emasculated state where you're a man, man. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to be the first line of defense between your son and any harm, right? You know what I'm saying? So why are you so confused about what need, what need to be done? We have to create our own uh, police systems, really, you know, because they're not going to police us. I don't think it'll ever be a time in America where we're asking the same people who oppressed us to protect us. That's kind of redundant. Go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it never will change. That, not that. Yeah. Not that. Not not real policing. So yeah, you absolutely right. You got to create your own <clears throat> policing type of 
situation in your community. Mm-hmm. And whether it's carrying it, whether it's carrying and concealing, or starting a neighborhood watch for real, a real yeah. neighborhood watch, you know, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So and you have to do that because yeah. nobody's gonna care about you yours more than you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And 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 I mean that by that. In, in terms of a neighborhood scale, so mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and that's and that's a fact, and I think that's why we need to also get back into communities because a lot of us get start like start making a quote unquote bag, and then we just did, you know what yep. I'm saying? So I think that's yep. why uh, 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 we also need to start getting back into community a little bit and and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and normalizing was, us living amongst each other. Yeah. I was just talking to one of my uh, business partners uh, about living in his neighborhood, just so <laughs> so we could start doing that type of stuff. And then yeah. you know, hopefully building our income the way that we want to, and then just start buying up some of them houses if we can. You know what I mean? Yep. Just mm-hmm. and start building from there because that's really what it's about, man. For okay. real. Now, and, and, and here's the story we was referring to. Her name was Mar- Marissa Alexander. This was from 2017. Marissa Ale- Alexander, 36, spent almost a half a dozen years either locked in prison or confined to her house after she was convic- convicted of aggravate aggravated a. a assault charges in 2012 for firing a warning shot at her husband who said uh, she who she said who had abused her according to her account uh, in court documents he had threatened her nine days after she gave birth to their daughter and she fired a warning shot and was convicted of aggregated assault like I said and, and spent almost a half a dozen years either confined or on the ankle monitor so like I said this is this is these these are the type of things that happen to us when you know when mm-hmm. when things when things uh, escalate to that point you know what I mean this uh, this was a warning shot she didn't even shoot at him you know what I mean? This man shot at a six-year-old boy. Nothing. Ten thousand dollars bond. What state was that in? Uh, the uh, uh I don't even know because the, the, the article the, the shooting of me, the six-year-old. Let me see right quick because I'm, I'm gonna have to Google it because the article didn't say state; it just gave a city. It was in Michigan. Was, Michigan. It, was it Michigan? Yeah. Okay, let me see. I'm yeah, I'm scrolling up. Yeah, I heard of a, a case in Alabama where uh, there was a nightclub shooting and one of one of the uh, assailants fired a shot fired a warning shot and it struck a car door mm-hmm. but i guess in alabama if it, if if the stray bullet lands within 30 feet of a a, a pedestrian you could be charged with attempted murder so his bond was set at like five million and he didn't hit anybody you that's know it. he hit a car door yeah but yeah that's yeah. nuts man i know i know a very state state to state but like you see it's clearly <laughs> uneven <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm but saying? it doesn't vary negro to negro no not <laughs> at all Nope, not at all, man. So, um, we got one more bad story to cover, uh, um, <laughs> and then we can move on from this topic, man. Uh, and I got, I, I got Luther queued up right now, Kendall. So, um, you gotta get that Luther on. You gotta, you got after this, after this deep, uh, this type of information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we had, we had a, a mass shooting here on Sixth Street uh, this weekend mm-hmm. on Sixth Street in Austin. I'm not sure if y'all familiar, mm-hmm. our listeners familiar. It's a historic. Uh, 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 street where uh, college street, pretty much where everybody goes down there and party every weekend. And uh, we had 13 people um, injured. I don't know how many people was killed. Did this? Did the article say how many people was killed? No, it, 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 it didn't. It was like 13 or 14 people injured, but I yeah, 14, and then 11 are receiving treatment. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, from one one suspect on mass shooting on Sixth Street. Uh, I think it happened at a, a, a two in critical condition. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm trying to see. They got one suspect in custody and one person still out. So no, it doesn't seem like anyone's dead yet. No, thank, yeah. no, thank God for that. Yeah, thank Hopefully God. they all can survive. Yeah. So you know the the reason I brought this up on here is because during the pandemic, of course, we didn't see anything uh, as far as mass shootings. Uh, it, it didn't start happening until the world started opening up again, and um. Uh, it's just sad, man, because it seems like these a lot of this stuff is just either a cry for attention or ego is involved. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and like it, it's just sad, man. Because like honestly, it seemed like uh, life on that end of the suspect, uh, on that end of the spectrum, um, being you know locked up in the crib uh, for all that time. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm over here uh, multitasking, <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. being locked up in that crib for for that amount of time it mitigated a lot of this stuff. Because like I said, you didn't see one shooting at a mall, um, at any gatherings or anything like that, man. And it's and it's very very unfortunate. Yeah, and, and go ahead. In the a bigger picture, uh, yeah, that is part of the problem. People were locked in the house, weren't going out, so there wasn't much of that activity going on. But specifically for the state of Texas, and I'm sure a lot of these other states, these gun laws are outrageous and out of control, and they're so far out of control that you can never get it back in control. There's too many on the streets, too many out that they're extremely accessible. And a lot of these people that are doing these things, like the people around them, you saw the signs, but it's like with everything, you never say, no, such and such might need help or um, um, we may need to put them in a uh, hospital to get them help with this situation. Because you can kind of tell when someone is a is going through something or, or is crying um, for help. And a lot of times we look, past those type of signs Mm -hmm. and just carry on with life and with the recent change in gun laws in texas um that governor abbott signed the bill that you don't even have to have classes anymore or do anything to (laughs) uh, to carry a concealed handgun or a handgun in general and then i think uh, prior to that you could already walk around with rifles on you if 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 you felt like you wanted to am i correct jerome in, in in texas that we could uh we could do those things that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Nobody should be walking around with a rifle. Yeah. yeah. What's the purpose of that? Yeah. Like, I'm not even, to be honest, I haven't, I'm not a proponent of um, the license, your uh, license to carry. Mm-hmm. Like, like we shouldn't be at a place to where you got to walk around like it's the damn wild, wild west with guns <laughs> on your hips or, or guns concealed. But you have to. Yeah, you have to. to protect yeah. yourself amongst this type of bullshit. Yeah, at this day and age, I suggest, especially all black men and black people individually, <laughs> get some kind of tra- training, get some kind of gun training because it's it's, it's 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 too far gone and you can't really. In. I remember when I first moved down here from Wisconsin uh, about 16 years ago, that was the most uncomfortable thing I'd ever experienced actually watching somebody walk around with a, with a gun holster that was a civilian you know what i mean it's fine with police and security guards and whatnot but seeing actual civilians walk around with guns holstered and guns tucked seeing people ride motorcycles with their guns on their hips i i, mm-hmm. I used to think that was the most it was the most awkward most uncomfortable thing i saw a, a, a guy at the park with his family um they were on uh, on a um, little uh i guess you want to call it a lake in the park um with, with canoes and whatnot and he had and he had a gun on his hip and i'm just like man that is like the most i don't like it's the most uncomfortable feeling, especially coming from a city like Wisconsin, where that where uh, concealed carry or unconcealed carry was not even was never heard of. You know what I mean? If you knew somebody had a gun or carrying a gun around all the time, they was normally into something nefarious. You know, so to to, to actually just come down here and see it like the Wild West, man, was the most uncomfortable feeling in the world. And um, I definitely think it should change to some extent, but I also believe in everybody protecting themselves as well. But I definitely think that it should be strictly for home and recreational use versus just walking around, like you said, like the wild, wild west. Yeah. And I don't know how y'all feel about that being in Atlanta, uh, uh, Kendall and uh, Navelle. Oh, they open carry too here. Um, so, I mean, and they were doing it back home too, like for after, like, you know, after a while, you know, yeah. because now, you know, that's just basically what it's turning into. But um, again, I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree. I don't necessarily like, 
disagree with people that want to carry. I think most people that do actually carry, generally they're not on that. You know what I mean? Most of them handle, you know, pretty much handle they, the, their their uh, weapon the way that they need to. You know what I'm saying? Or their firearm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not really so much worried about them. It's just these other these other fools. But you can't really gauge it. So I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think you need an AR. <laughs> right. Um, I, but I, that's the that's the same way I feel about cops. Um, I think police have too many weapons. Um, I think I don't think you should be in an armor tank outside of Summerfest. Summerfest is a festival back home that we have. But um, you know, and I've seen that. You know, I just I think there's too much too much emphasis on the military um, state intimidation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and like you said, militarized. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're turning into. We're turning into we're basically turning into what we are overseas. <laughs> right. Um, we do we're we're too we we. We do too much, you know what I'm saying? So, well, I think we, you know, somewhat we've regressed, but, you know, you know, we still, America is, we, we love the military industrial complex. Let's put it like that. And we do too much of that. Um, but I do want to say this still real quick. Um, as I, I was finding the article, but as of like May 28th, there have been over 20, 200, 225 shootings. So we're probably at about 235 at this point uh, up to now, you know, because we had June, we're in June now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, mass shootings, what they consider uh, at least four or more. So, you know, we can kind of quote, put quotes around it, but still four or more people are dying over 230 times, you know, in, in this country is just insane. Um, which actually uh, says that there, and this is actually off of Yahoo Sports. I was just reading about uh, mass shootings. Um, if you want to check out the article, we can put in the, uh, the, um, the show notes. in the link as well, in the bio. Yeah. Um, but it said there have been uh, significantly sig- significantly more mass shootings in 2021 than 2018, 19, and 20. <laughs> so it's just it's just getting worse and worse. And Atlanta, that's because of... I'm hmm. sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was, I was saying Atlanta, you know, you live here has been through the roof this year. It's, mm-hmm. it's up 60%, I believe, from last mm-hmm. year. Shootings. But mm-hmm. I didn't mean to disrupt you. Go ahead. No, but that's no, it's real. Um, so, and according to the data for Gun Violence Archive, more than 15,299 15, people have already died this year from gun related violence, with an additional 12,531 gun related injuries. So, it's uh, it's just going up. Mm-mm-mm. Hold on a second. Uh, uh, I, w- I would like to know. The- oh. <laughs> Moment of silence, y'all. y'all who don't know this is the, whenever we get go down these uh rabbit holes and we start playing something real solemn like that we got to change the mood in the room <laughs> so this is me gotta resetting the room <laughs> we got to we got to change some, the mood might get some Anita Baker next time yeah man no, get, yeah. for real cuz it's it's kind of uh funny that this song is called never too much and all we talking about all these damn shootings <laughs> <laughs> hey so we so we got to start cutting to never too much never too much, never too much. <laughs> Man, there you play it. Yeah, Jesus Christ, man. Now, America is, is is a piece of work, man. Yeah, man. You can go, you can go ahead. The and other make, the other piece. Yeah, you can go ahead and make your uh, your your uh, your point, uh, Neville. No, I was just uh, you know my Kendall, Kendall just sparked my 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 interest in a certain 
statistic i wonder what the statistic is with people who because it seems like a lot of times with the mass shootings these people went and acquired these guns a lot of times directly before they're mm -hmm. shooting so it's mm -hmm. like a lot of times we focus on the people who carry every day but i remember growing up like it seemed like the shooter went and acquired the gun two hours before his shooting like they're not everyday carriers a lot of times they're going yeah. in procuring these weapons seconds before they decide to do these crimes so um is it a problem absolutely yes uh, i think that guy who shot that six-year-old for him to shoot through his own front window that's clearly a mental health issue you know what i'm saying like ain't nobody gonna shoot through their own uh all their <laughs> own. <laughs> you know what i'm saying even the six-year-old bro that's right. a i ain't discounting that to uh mental health dude was a piece of shit Fuck that man. Like, Nobody said who's shooting a six-year-old. I'm telling you, that man. Dude, was... I couldn't even bring myself to shoot a 15-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That strong and crazy. No, but what, 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 what Navelle talk about is like you ain't shoot out your motherfucking house, though. That's what he's saying. He ain't gonna mm -hmm. shoot you through your own house unless you're crazy. Yeah. Period. Like, yeah, I feel period. they said that they said that honestly, said, I don't even think it was crazy because they said they said they had issues with that guy several times before in the past. That's yeah, one thing I we didn't bring up. Yeah, he seemed just to be a uh, it, it, his mind is messed up, but he's just one of those guys that felt like he could get away with something like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it presented itself as such with a ten thousand uh, dollar bond. Like, come on, man, you're still shooting a six year old. Yeah, don't make no sense. It's like a twenty six pound kid or forty pound kid, whatever the case may be. Is nowhere near an adult. It's not a threat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was crazy. Yeah, and it's just the freedom of feeling like you can have, a, you know, do what you want here in this country. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. with the freedom of freedom of having firearm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's that's why he did that. You know, and, and he's a black boy, so he knows. Okay, whatever. Whatever. They're not gonna care. Did, did y'all see the, Did y'all see the story where we just had this? Uh, I saw uh, an Instagram video of it of the white couple, uh, husband and wife, who was having an issue with their neighbor over shoveling snow. And they, oh, yeah. and they started yeah. arguing that he killed he ended up killing both of them and then committing suicide. Yeah. So, so um leave people alone. If y'all mm -hmm. know y'all have an issue with y'all neighbors and y'all in the place where like I said, we just spoke to about uh, all people all these people buying guns, and me and Neville had a conversation earlier about people buying how how the sales of guns went through the roof during the pandemic. So mm -hmm. leave people alone. Like you know what I'm saying? Like so sometimes you gotta put your pride up, man. You just gotta lead lead these uh, folks alone hey, in these streets. Those are the people Neville are talking about. Yeah, you yeah. talking about those people that are just going and buying guns, and you know, or or they just bought it two hours before, but these, the now they stocking up. That's yeah. basically what's going on. These are the people that are talking about hardships of marriage, and the, she put her husband down. Like that's the part of that I got to be discussed. Like that woman, a lot of times, a lot of women don't understand. Like you put, she was standing in the street running her mouth to that man. Yeah, and her husband paid the price for that you understand mm, like yeah even after that man started shooting she still didn't even respond that this man is shooting she was still running her mouth you know, uh, in her what, whatever she was saying it's like yo and yeah. he he paid the price for his wife yeah both of them paid the price yeah i don't it. think i don't think a lot of women realize uh uh the, the type of positions they put their man in by by uh, displaying masculine energy like that sometimes you gotta like i said swallow your pride you gotta leave shit alone because it because if if a nigga like me show up ain't nobody trying to fight me and I know y'all probably can't see it on the camera because I'm sitting down, but I am six oh, foot six, three three hundred and thirty seven pounds. So ain't nobody trying yeah. to fight me. You know what I'm saying? Like like so like yeah, you gotta you gotta check that ego and that and that tone sometimes. I'm kicking shins. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And then and then uh, 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 and to my point too, uh, to, to the point that, that Navelle was making about uh, that woman putting her husband in the uh, in a, in a situation. Uh, 
dang, where's I about to go? I lost my train of thought, man. I was about to make a, a, a good. A Sometimes good men can de-escalate uh, situations. Oh, women in the back being no. aggressive kind of make things go further. Yeah, yeah, no. The, the point I was gonna make is that men don't typically communicate with each other like that. We all, all of us in here, we have some kind of love, respect, respect for each other because there's a low level threat of violence amongst us. We know if one of us get disrespectful with each other, we might have to end up putting hands on one of, one of each other. You know what I'm saying? So it's always gonna be a low level uh, threat of violence when it comes to men communicating. And it goes without saying, we don't really know that. Like, we don't really think about it in the back of our head, like, oh, he might hit me. But like, the threat is there if we start getting disrespectful mm -hmm. with each other. But really women feel like yeah. American culture teaches women that hey look you a man shouldn't put his hands on you but ain't the case people don't care yeah so yeah right like I said, man don't give a damn be trapping them and locking them up and mm -hmm. all types of crazy ass shit go ahead yeah no you good that's all that was the only point i was about to make man so i think we done covered all our topics unless y'all got something else to uh, add man I'm, I'm good on that point i don't know how to hog tie people <laughs> what what with a hard time? <laughs> a trapping just made me remember that. No. No, R. Kelly, R. Kelly is nuts though. Oh, that was an R. Kelly interview. He yeah. said not a hard yeah. time. He said he said he said, he said, he said, he said R. Kelly know how to hog time. Oh God, he know how to hog time. <laughs> if anybody said, know how to hog time, he was doing that on twelve. That was twelve play. That was thirteen. Uh -huh. <laughs> that nigga said, "Why would a hog time?" <laughs> Hey, you know, size thirteen play. No, you, know, you, you know when somebody voice escalate like that, they lying like a motherfucker. Y'all uh, <laughs> feel like it's a fair comparison to like when people say like if R. Kelly was uh, white, he would be Hugh Hefner and all of the things that we he's been. No, nah, nah, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Nah, I, agree with that I, I don't agree with that. I don't think that um, like, like yes, pedophilia is more uh, appeased when it comes to uh, white men. Yes, but I, but I think in terms of like what he was doing, like. I think if he would have just chilled the first time after Aaliyah, they would have left yeah. it alone. Yeah. But he, you know, he peeing on kids and taping it and all that, like, fam. Like, yeah, I was yes, talking about, yeah. like, how they found all, like, 20 girls. Yeah. They, he supposedly had 20 girls in the house, you know? Right. Who, uh, Hugh or, or just, uh, or yeah, R. Kelly? R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just don't, I don't necessarily compare it to Hugh because, you know, they, most of them played girls was willing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. you know, and, they got and a, a lot. They got I'm a not saying that he's too. not necessarily getting them young. I don't know that. Maybe maybe they're talking to him at 17 or whatever. But R. Kelly was on some uh, yeah. straight strictly kids going. I mean, I, there are stories of him going up to the damn high schools recruiting. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. Crazy. Not saying it's necessarily true, but I'm just saying if you got stories about that. I mean, damn. Yeah. Brad, we're gonna go allegedly. I, I don't know all the. It ain't a good look, regardless, though. At all, bro. And especially your stature at that time. I mean, you could have had anything you wanted, but. Mm -hmm. No, so yeah, yeah, yeah and at the end of the day, I'm protecting girls. Shit, I ain't, mm -hmm. I ain't out here. <laughs> you gotta protect the kids, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Arkell is a sick individual, so I, 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 yeah, I don't I have just, no words for him, man. I didn't stop listening to dude music. He got some of my favorite songs, and I, got I ain't some, got no man, words. Man, some fire, man. Yeah, like, exactly. Goddamn. Like, dog, why did you have to be such a piece of shit? <laughs> but we gonna end on that, though. <laughs> hey, listeners, thank y'all for tuning in, and we'll be back at y'all with another episode next week. Uh, peace. Peace. Peace.